Be'ezes Hashem Yisbarech. We will continue what we are learning in the holy letters of the Balatanya. Letter number 12. But the Shias and the Schos, Refua Shalema, for Hinda Bastavir Achal. But we are learning this most magnificent, majestic letter where the Holy Balatanya explains the difference between the activity of charity and the inner obsession, the inner service, the inner workings of charity and compassion and how the act alone is the reward. If you do the activity of charity, you bring peace in the world. And if you do obsessive, qualitative, energetic and inner service of compassion and charity, then the reward is a never-ending and everlasting tranquility. We're going very deep into this because as the Holy Balatanya explains in this letter, this contains the secret of our Holy Torah in the sense that there is two sides to a coin. There's the activity and its reward. Or more precise, there's what you do and what you do generates an energy in the world. Everything you do in this world is cause and effect. And that is a tremendous revolution that a person is not aware of. That the act itself is the reward. Whatever you do in this world, the ability to be able to do anything at all is the most enormous gift that a man has. It is the uniqueness of this world. Is the, it is the ability to be a partner with God. But because we take for granted activity, we take for granted whatever we do in this world. Because a big part of what we do, we are asleep. A big part of what we do is monotonous. We are not aware of the awesome freedom of choice. We are not aware of the awesome capabilities of controlling nature. Of harnessing our own nature. Sacrificing our beastly nature. Of harnessing the tremendous energy that we have. Of getting in touch with an infinite spiritual energy that we have. We are not aware that the activity alone is the reward. The activity 
and especially the inner service, the, the inner soul of my activity. Meaning to say, if I do the activity of kindness, I've already changed the world. And if I do kindness that's full with compassion, where I'm fully there, I'm fully present, my heart is there. If my heart is in the charity, where is your heart? The core of man is his heart. Not only his heart, the right side, but also the left side, the feeling of the heart, the liver. What the Holy Kabbalist explained, the experience of man. The feeling where it's felt throughout the whole entire body. From the left side of the heart, all the way to the liver. Which is the experience of man, the malchus of man. Where every fiber of my body, whether I'm a man or a woman, is filled with the energy of my heart. With the fresh blood of my heart. With the feeling of my heart. With the love and feeling, the awe. To be thunderstruck by humanity. To be thunderstruck. To be in a state of awe. Of the majesty and the magic of life. To see the newness of this moment right now. Tremendous sense of experience. Not my heart here is a lustful experience. What I can get to gratify something else. Where my heart, my heart is fragmented. It's levavchem. It's a surah re'anechem. I'm running after the superficiality of life. But where every fiber of my being is filled with the experience of my kindness. So there's to act, to charitably act, which means to change the world, to be selfless. And then there is the avoidance at tzedakah, which is the inner dimension, which is where is your heart? My heart is in the act. My heart is here. Means libi air, my heart is awake. What does this mean practically? When we say, where is my heart? What does it mean? Does it just mean to, to have an, a wakeful experience? The heart is the ability of all organs to intertwine, to interconnect. The brain is the beginning of consciousness, but the heart is where feelings are placed, where feelings are housed. The heart is the organ for the feelings, the organ for the blood, the organ for giving love and receiving love, the organ that contains the awe. The organ that will create the goosebumps, to create the tremendous reverberations, the vibrations of the feeling, the tremendous uncontainable joy that a person has, is experienced in the heart. And to understand this enormous idea, to give charity with the heart, to understand this enormous Magnificent idea. And why is this the secret of the Holy Torah? We talk about this for a long time. But to be able to see it in its panoramic state. 
to be able to see as we span through the whole entire history. What is God's purpose with this world? We see an enormous concept, which is that in this letter, he talks about activity and obsession. He talks about the body of the kindness and the soul and the body together of the kindness, which is kindness on its own or kindness that's obsessive, that's full of heart, full of goosebump energy. Now, what is the fundamental difference between these two? And that's what we say. He keeps on explaining in this holy letter that the reward of your obsessive compassion is going to be that you will have a godly compassion. Godly compassion. There will be a love and a fear. First, he says it will be an emotional intelligence, a godly emotional intelligence will rain down on you. And then he says there will be a deep sense of compassion over you. And in that space, your ego and your body and your soul, they will all be completely cleaned out of each other. There will be no more fragmentation. That is the ultimate reward that he describes in this letter. You will taste from the messianic era in the sense that your corruption, your impurities, your brokenness, your fragmentation, your trauma, your ego will be separate from you. Why is that the greatest reward? What does that have to do with obsessive compassion? How is it two sides to one coin? And over here we see something most majestic. And that's why we keep on going back to the sin of eating for the fruit of knowledge. When they ate for the fruit of knowledge, they got a separate sense of self. What was the knowledge that they experienced? I know myself. I am different than you. Until they ate from that fruit, they didn't have a separate sense of self. There was harmony and tranquility. Adam and Eve, husband and wife, after they were split, they saw that they were meant for each other. And they were in harmony. They lived in peace. But that peace wasn't born out of a sense of separateness. It was born out of a sense that you and me, we come from the same place. But when they ate from the tree of knowledge, they knew good and bad. Good means that we're connected and bad means that we're separate. The word bad, ra, means always to separate. To stifle. And this is an enormous idea to understand the essence of the sin of the forbidden fruit. Which means to trap one moment in time. To create a tremendous sense of quarrel, of jealousy. The word over here is jealousy. The one thing that was created by eating from the fruit of knowledge was a separate sense of self, Adam and Chava. Each one seeing their own greatness. 
and humiliating the other one with that greatness, not intentionally, but by the mere fact that I see you as separate than me, I see you as a threat, I see you as different. And over here starts an automatic battle where you create an imbalance in me and I create an imbalance in you. If I see you with your qualities, then naturally my inclination, my intuition is to right away think about my qualities and which one is better. And can they both coexist? And the competition of jealousy starts. Where the Holy Kabbalists explain the Hasidic masters, the, sa the sages say, soy from the jealousy of scribes creates tremendous amount of knowledge. Eating from the forbidden fruit, eating from the fruit of knowledge is the knowledge that was created through jealousy. It was a knowledge of myself, which means I see what I bring to the table, then I'm looking what you're bringing to the table. Because I'm focusing on what I am and focusing on what you have. And when we focus on what we have, we don't focus that we are each other. We create tremendous jealousy. And in that space, Adam saw Chava was more beautiful than him. And it woke up his strength. He wanted to conquer her. And Chava saw... In Adam, that tremendous strength and the soul power. So Chava went to seduce Adam with her beauty and the tremendous competition between the genders. Which is the ego state, my separate sense of self where I want to be separate than you. And this was the beginning of the corruption of man. Where were you meant to make, to be live in sync and harmony and peace? And all of a sudden, when I eat from the fruit of knowledge, I know myself and I see I'm better than you instantly. And now I also see what you have, which I'm focusing on. Are you better or are you not as good as me? And automatically I create a competition in my mind. And I see what you bring to the table and I see what I bring to the table and I want to be more than. I want to be significant. And the key is your significance makes me want to be significant. And can we all be significant and live in harmony and peace? That is the secret of the Holy Torah. What you hate, don't do to your friend. You don't want to be insignificant. And this is the whole entire problem with the, with the beginning of the sin of the Chet This idea that we say we're still in Golos for Sinas Chinam, baseless hatred, this didn't start. This didn't start by the Jewish people. This started by the Chet the tremendous baseless hatred. For feeling insignificant, for wanting to be significant, which then it takes a life of its own. And to understand the gender wars in its holistic place. What does this mean, gender wars? Which we are 
tremendously corrupted by the devil, by the Nachosh, by the Yetzirah. This idea that if I have separateness from you, if I'm separate from you, I'll be able to live. When the exact opposite, my separateness is only there for you. The secret of the Torah is my separateness is there for you. I'm separate, I'm selfish only so I can give you. And that is the enormous idea that Chava woke up and she saw after she ate from the knowledge, she saw she was different than Adam. Which cosmically that reflects the Jewish people. It reflects Adam and Chava as opposed to God. We see we're made in God's image and God's likeness, but we're different than God. And does that separateness mean that we should build our own life now? We should make our own identity, a self-made woman, the woman of God? Or is my separateness only so I can become one with Vidovak? That we should become one. We should become one unit. Our separateness is only so we should become one unit. I made you separate. So it should be Ezer Kenegdoi. So we should be able to challenge each other and bring out each other's qualities and be there for each other. This is the enormous idea of the whole entire Torah. Because they failed miserably. And we are fixing and picking up those pieces. We are all a product of that corruption. And men and women have been battling ever since. Because man and woman is just a metaphor. It's a metaphor for God and the Jewish people. It's a metaphor for you and your spouse. It's a metaphor for you and your friend. It's a metaphor for a rich man, poor man. It's a metaphor for soul and body. It's a metaphor for heaven and earth. The masculine element and the feminine element. Who is giving? Who? Who is better than who? Who is more significant? And ultimately, the idea is that if you're receiving, you're really giving. And if you're giving, you're really receiving. And that is the birth of compassion. And to understand this in its significance, to understand Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, why were they the fixing of Adam and Chava? To understand this with every fiber of your being is to understand the whole entire Torah, to understand why compassion must become your obsession. Because Avram represents the soul. He represents Adam Edition. He represents God. He represents Adam as opposed to Chava. And Sarah makes him real. Sarah represents the first woman. She represents Gvura. She represents Chava. She represents the body. She will narrow down that love and give him a child. And that child is Yitzchak. So when you're looking at that child, you're looking at the idea of love, the idea of the man, the idea of the soul that was made real by Sarah. And now you're looking at a boy, you're looking at a man, you're looking at a man that really represents the Jewish people. Because he was made real by his mother. So in a sense, Avram and Sarah had the same competition that Adam and Chava did. Sarah took Avram's energy, which was love, and he made it real. She turned him into Yitzchak. Yitzchak was Gvura. She was Gvura. Yitzchak was never supposed to even have children. He was with the feminine element. And now Yitzchak, who's Gvura, who's birthed from Avram, 
Because Avram was married to Gvura. This is a very deep concept. Yitzchak now marries Rivka. Rivka is chesed. Rivka's kindness. She was tested with kindness. She's going to take this Gvura and she's going to make him real. She's going to take Yitzchak, who is the feminine version. Where a man and woman make peace. Because on one hand he's a man, but he represents a woman. But it's not enough. Now Rivka has to come and she has to make Yitzchak real. And when she makes Yitzchak real, two children are created in her belly. Esav, which represents the Nachash, which represents the story of the sin of the Chet Yitzhak all over again. And then the pure Yaakov. You understand that Yaakov suffered for so many years, similar to his father, Gvura, struggling through life. And then one moment in time, he gets in touch with Yisrael. One moment in time, he beats the Malach of Esau. One moment in time, God names him Yisrael. Which is the tremendous idea That Rivka, Rivka is chesed. She says, ultimately speaking, Gvura is a great idea. Feeling energy, judgment energy is a great idea. But Poyal Mamish, in actuality, you have to be kind. It's very important to have the heart. Where is your heart? It's very important to be judgmental. But to judge, only to give. Gvura Yitzchak, only through Rivka, is going to be created Yaakov. It's going to be created Rachmanus. Why do I need to have gvura? Why do I have ne- need to have negativity? Why do I need to have judgment? Why do I need to be very negative? And the answer is to be negative on yourself so you can be positive on another person. To feel with tremendous empathy, with emptiness, somebody else's suffering and to ask yourself, why is he better than me? And to see this in its enormity. Do you see this in its enormity? Yaakov Avinu was created. You think, do you see compassion in Yaakov? Of course you see compassion in Yaakov. Look what happens. Yaakov marries two women. He's destined to marry Rachel. Yaakov is the most beautiful. He's born out of Abraham and Yitzchak. He's born out of Sarah and Rivka. He is Chesed and Gvura combined. He is compassion. He is the most majestic. His face looks like other Marishim. And then he's destined to marry Rachel. Rachel is the most beautiful woman. Like on the dates you meet, the most perfect. But Rachel is going to make Yaakov real. She is compassion. You think Yaakov's compassion? Rachel is compassion because Rachel was destined. In this week's parasha, it says Rachel was the main wife. Why? Because Rachel said one thing and one thing only. I cannot bear to see the jealousy. I cannot bear to see the shame of my sister in the morning when she's going to wake up. She took the idea of compassion and she made it real. She took the idea of judgment. Why am I better than you? What does compassion mean compared to kindness? Kindness means I'll just give you. Compassion is to ask yourself all the time, why am I better than you? That's the secret of the Chet Yitzhadas, to, to fix the Chet Yitzhadas. If Adam and would have just asked that question, there would have been no shame. There would have been no nakedness. Not to ask, to see what I'm better than you, but to ask, why am I better than you? And automatically, instantly to say, I'm here for you. I'm not better than you. I'm only here for you. The only better that I have is just to give you. My only significance is for you. 
And that is the tremendous secret Rachel Imenu had. And she gave up everything, her whole future she gave up. Seven years her husband had to work again just for her. She gave Leah, she gave her womb, she gave everything. Because of the tremendous shame, the tremendous compassion. You think Rachel is beautiful, you think Yaakov is beauty, you think Tferis is beauty. Why is compassion beautiful? Why is Tferis beautiful? Because I suffer with you, because I eliminate boundaries. The true beauty is to eliminate all boundaries, not to feel better than you. Chesed Gvura. There's a competition. There's no competition in this tranquility, in this harmony. Rachel removes all competition. Do you understand the essence of this parsha? Yosef Atzadik makes peace with the brothers. Lemichir Shalchani said, I was here only for you all the time. My birth, my existence, my wealth, everything is because I am the heart of compassion. I am the heart of charity. Yes, there was Avram who was very charitable. Yitzchak was very charitable. Yaakov was very charitable. But my mother, Rachel, she made it real. Charity with compassion, obsessive. Where was the heart? Where's the feeling? Did it eliminate jealousy? Yosef Atzadik eliminated all forms of jealousy. You think that I was, you miscalculated. You understand the tremendous shame, the tremendous, when they realized that Yosef was all about compassion. But even that, the brothers mistook. But in this week's parsha, he makes them feel good. Even that, he takes responsibility for. Do you understand the tremendous idea? Imagine you're going through life and anybody who you see that's empty, less than you, you never get up, you never ever judge them. You never think that you're better than them because you say, I have only to give them. And to have tremendous compassion, tremendous feeling for their emptiness, never to judge them, never to compare yourself to them, to eliminate comparison. The whole title was given to eliminate comparison, to transcend our beastly nature, which is our bodies, to understand that I am here for you. I am here for my children. I'm here for my spouse. I'm here for the poor man. Why am I better than you? Why is that poor man at all? That's the holy Balatanya's wants everyone to be frustrated by this idea, to be obsessed with this idea. Like he says in sixth letter, holy letter, to ask yourself the question, why am I better spiritually? Why am I better physically? Why am I man? Why do I have anything, any form of wealth at all? And to engender a tremendous sense of shame which is compassion, which is riddled with an infinite energy of goosebumps. And every Jew can do this. And when we get in touch with that energy, we bring down compassion on our soul from God. And in that space, our bodies stop to separate us. They connect us. Where I become sensitive to you, intuitive to you, empathic to you. I can feel your suffering. And I have a different body. But the way he says in this letter, I pushed it to the extreme. Obsessive compassion. And Rachel did it for one moment. One moment of time, she switched. She gave the Samana to her sister. That's what a woman is. That's the feminine energy. She made the beauty. She made the whole body. She was metakin the chetet tzadas. She made Yaakov Avinu real. Yaakov was a, an idea, an idea of compassion. Rachel was the fact of compassion. She gives birth to the child who's compassion. You think I want, you think I'm better than you? I'm here for you. You understand the enormous, it looks like Yosef's more beautiful. He's better than, it looks like Rachel's more beautiful than Leah. No, my beauty, my wealth is only for you. That means to be obsessed with compassion, 
Be obsessed with compassion means that there's no difference, poor man or rich man. That means Yaakov makes peace between all the genders, male and female. He makes peace between all of them. Avram and Yitzchak and Rachel and Sara and Leah. He makes peace between all of them. And that's why it's extremely important to have Rachel. Because Rachel is the beginning of compassion. She eliminates the jealousy that could be from her sister. She's the wealthy one, but the real wealth, which means to be wealthy in compassion. My heart is here. And if my heart is here, then my wealth is only here for you. Then your wealth is only here for me. And in that space, we are mitakin the tzadas. We fix the sin of jealousy, the sin of competition. The reason why we're still in Golis. Do you see now why he says the act is the reward? If it's activity, you'll bring peace. But if it is obsessive compassion, there's a never-ending tranquility. It's everlasting. Because husband and wife then were made for each other. Because you, the rich man was made for the poor man. In that space, the poor man is giving the rich man. In that, that space, you have eliminated all issues. Do you see the tremendous peace that Rachel makes with Leah? That she makes between Yaakov and Yisrael. That she makes between Avram and Yitzchak. That she makes between Rivka and Sarah. You see the tremendous because she took from the fact that she was more beautiful and she couldn't bear to see her sister wake up in the morning and not be married to the man of her dreams. And that's why the product of Yosef is Yisrael. The product of Yosef is beauty. But the product Yosef, he lost him. Yosef is pious. Yosef means to comfort. Yosef, the word Yosef means mephias, to comfort, to take away your shame, to eliminate jealousy. There's a tremendous difference between giving charity and obsessive compassion. Obsessive compassion is my heart is here, which means my heart is bent on eliminating shame, eliminating jealousy. Eliminating that I'm better than you. I'm here for you. And if I make you know every moment that I'm here for you, there can be no shame, there can be no jealousy. And in that space is the ticket chetetz das. So he says in this letter, the reward is that you will have no more ego. Your ego will know its place. You will have tasted from the messianic era. You will live a life that the corruption of the chetetz das will start to obliterate from your own body, from your own consciousness. And to describe that type of life as an impossibility, it's either you taste it or you talk about it. That's what the Holy Balatanya is focusing on in this letter. To make it real means avoid the satsadaka, to be obsessed with compassion, which means to be bent every moment to eliminate jealousy and hierarchy. To always ask yourself, why am I better than, just like Rachel did? Why should I be the one? And in that space, she gave it away. And to do that even for one moment in your life is the most magical thing in the world.